All right, what's up, everybody? I'm going to be hosting today in place of Dan. Dan couldn't make it this week. We do have a best bet from him that we'll get to a little bit later, though, but you guys are stuck with me. Fortunately, you have the usual crew with uh, Justin Byers from Fun Office Sports, Brian Andrews with Pro Lacrosse Talk, and Charlie White, another Pro Lacrosse Talk contributor, making his bet on lacrosse debut. I'm Hutton Jackson. Uh, it's rivalry week in the NCAA. We're going to talk uh, NCAA this week. We're also going to talk NLL. Only four games this week, but it's the second to last weekend before the playoffs. So a few pivotal games in terms of uh, this playoff picture that's starting to take shape. Got to give a shout out to all of us uh, last week, 5-0 and for the bets we gave out last week, both NCAA and NLL plays. We didn't like the board, but as Dan tends to say, when you hate the board, make the board hate you. And I think we did just that. Um, but I'll start with you, Justin, in this rivalry week. Uh, we got UNC versus Notre Dame coming up in less than an hour. What are your thoughts on this uh, ACC matchup between UNC and Notre Dame? A must, must win for UNC right now. Yeah, both teams are kind of searching for, for some hope looking here at the second half of the season. And it's going to be a close one. I, I think with UNC and their performance last week, they showed they can be a little resilient, even though they haven't had the season they've been hoping to have. And say with Notre Dame, we, we know that team's talented and well-coached. They just kind of got to, off to a slow start, and now they're trying to, to gain some ground back. So it'll be a great matchup. And it's one of those games where if, if you win it, then it kind of gives you some momentum heading into May. Absolutely. And the line was three and a half all week. It moved today, uh, I think around this morning, to four and a half. So you can get UNC plus four and a half. I know that's what you like, Justin. I'm leaning towards the over 25 and a half in this game. Don't really like taking the side. I like Notre Dame to win this game. Um, just don't like them laying four and a half. Didn't really like them laying three and a half. So not going to lay more than that. But uh, those that's kind of where I'm leaning in this game. Really not going to play it. Um, but I do expect this to kind of be high scoring. Um, both t- teams have shown they can put up points. I know Notre Dame kind of went through a lull earlier in the season, but I think that offense is starting to get right. Uh, Charlie, do you have any thoughts on this game? I'm staying as far away as possible from any and all ACC weekday games. I feel like this whole year we just we think a team's going to do one thing and then they come out on a Thursday night and do the exact opposite. So you never really know which version of UNC you're going to get, especially with Chris Gray going for the Tuarton Trophy on the last weeks of the season. So I'm just going to stay away and watch the game and enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. This ACC has kind of been a crab shoot all, all year. Um, really can't can't put my finger on who it is. I honestly like Notre Dame, I think, out of the uh, all those ACC teams the best. Um, but you can still make a case for UVA, even though they've hit a rough patch. Dukes look better recently. UNC can pull out wins despite, you know, maybe having a down year compared to last year. And then there's Syracuse, who's been competitive despite now having uh, no chance of making the tournament. Brian, do you have any thoughts on this Notre Dame-UNC game? I'm with Charlie. I'm I'm here for a stress-free ACC Thursday night matchup. Uh, I probably would have taken Notre Dame if they gave me minus two and a half, but that would have been very generous from the books. But I don't really like anything as it stands. So I'm staying as far away as possible and just having a casual viewing experience. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and we got that game coming up shortly. But this weekend, three big rivalry games coming up. Um, two of them might not be as competitive as they have been in years past. Uh, we'll start off, though, with Ohio State-Michigan, which I think will be the most competitive of the two. At least that's what the books are saying. Ohio State is two-and-a-half-point favorites. 
Um, so Michigan, Michigan going in as the underdogs. Michigan has had success against Ohio State in recent years, um, you know, which I know for this program is pretty big. That's you know the biggest game for both these programs, um, both in other sports as well as lacrosse. Um, I personally think I'm going to pass on this game. This is a game that I just I, I don't know. I kind of lean, you know, Ohio State, but I just don't know if I want to, you know, take the points there with them. I, I don't know if, you know, they've kind of been up and down this year. Michigan's so, shown they can turn it on, but, you know, I've kind of been on the fade Michigan train in recent weeks as well. Um, Justin, kind of what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, luckily this season so far, I've had some luck fading Michigan. So I'm going to build on that heading into this week. And we got a big one with this rivalry. Uh, I think Michigan, they're a good team. But like we were kind of discussing earlier, as of late, they haven't been playing well. And I, I think the opposite for Ohio State, even though they took the L against Maryland this past week, they did show some some potential there. They gave Maryland a run for their money. They're actually, you know, up the majority of what it seemed to be like two or three quarters. So there's a, there's a lot there for the Ohio State team. And I think with the pressure that's on them right now, with the stakes heading into this second half of the season, I think Ohio State's going to try to get a major push here. And I think they'll be pretty comfortable covering this two and a half. I think it'll probably end up being a four, maybe even five ball gap. Yeah, no, and uh, interesting too with Ohio State. I mean, they almost covered against Maryland last last week. And then in the final, I think less than three minutes, Maryland put two goals home. They covered that six and a half. Brutal beat for Ohio State betters last week. Michigan, uh, you know, hasn't really performed since, you know, going on that, I think it was 7-0 run. Um, so I, I tend to agree with you. I just don't feel comfortable really playing this game just because it's, it's a rivalry week. You know, these rivalry games are tough to judge because, you know, you don't like to put motivation necessarily into these games, but you have to kind of handicap that a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Do you feel the same way about this game, Brian, as Justin does? Almost the exact same way. I mean, Michigan's on a pretty big losing streak and the closest they've come to winning is an overtime loss against Penn state and Penn state's been really volatile. So ever since Michigan started getting tested by teams, which Ohio state will do, they have not shown that they're up to the challenge. Uh, so I, I I'm leaning Ohio state minus two and a half, but I I'm not playing it. I, Cause I have, I actually have OSU on the money line uh, in a three leg parlay. So I'm not going to double dip. I don't like doing that because when you lose, you lose bigger, obviously. Um, but I, if I was just focusing on this game alone, I, I probably would take the minus two and a half. And Charlie, what are your thoughts on this game? And uh, do you have a play on something other than the sides? Yeah, I actually, so like Justin and Brian were saying, I like Ohio State minus two and a half a lot. Uh, Ohio State needs to bulk up that tournament resume. They're a bubble team right now. And I don't think a one or two goal win against Michigan is going to cut it. And a loss certainly won't. So I think you see like a, a pretty, pretty good performance from Ohio State in this game. They're, um, I believe they're at home this week, right? Yeah, they're at home. Um, so yeah, I, I think Ohio State's going to come out and put a pretty, pretty big number on them. In the past five games, these two teams have played. Ohio State's won four of the last five, and then covered minus two and a half in all of those five, four wins. Um, but as opposed to the the sides, I actually like the under a lot in this game. So uh, the 26-and-a-half-point total, the under for Ohio State in that total has gone under 8 out of 12 of their games this year, 3 out of 5 in their last 5. Uh, for Michigan, the same number, under 9 out of 13 games this year, 3 out of 5 in the last 5. And they've also gone 4 out of 6 to the under in losses. 
Um, this the past five games these teams have played together in their history, they averaged twenty point two combined goals scored. Uh, the under is hitting by an average of six point three goals for the twenty six and a half. Um, I just think rivalry games late in the season, you're just going to see a lot of uh, defensive effort more than just firepower. So I think that Ohio State is going to hold Michigan to a low-ish total and uh, put a good number on them. You know, I like that point about, you know, in rivalry matchups, they tend to to gear towards more low score. And now that's just, you know, that's anecdotal more than anything. But you do see, you know, when teams get, you know, into these matchups, um, they tend to lock it down on defense. And I think we're going to see that in uh, both these other two rivalry matchups we're going to discuss as well. Let's move to Hopkins versus Maryland. Um, you know, I, this is another one that is probably, you know, in past years, really, really competitive. Um, even last year, you know, when Maryland was, you know, one of the top teams in the nation this year, uh, I think we, we, I'm in agreement with all of you guys that, uh, you know, Maryland should win this game uh, pretty handedly, but the spread is big. It's eight and a half right now. Um, and you can get that at plus plus one ten. So, you know, depending on where the money comes in, you could actually see a nine and a half uh, come Saturday. I, I don't know if we'll get there or not. That's a big spread. If it's nine and a half, I'm definitely landing on it. Um, but I'll go to you, Brian. What are your thoughts on this uh, this Maryland uh, Hopkins? Again, like I think we all agree Maryland's going to win, but can they cover this spread? They've been able to cover a lot large spreads uh, recently, but um, eight and a half I think might be the largest we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm pretty sure eight and a half is the highest we've seen. And uh, I think they've won like 20 to 12 a couple of times in recent history. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's worth sweating. I'm passing because 8.5 is too damn high. And uh, Maryland has let up some goals, some high totals from some teams, but Hopkins could go out and score six total. You know what I mean? So I don't even want to touch the total in this game. Do you agree, Justin, in that assessment? I do like this. This is a hard game to judge just because you, you do think Hopkins, like, you believe they could cover the eight and a half, but Maryland's Maryland. Like, they're they're that team this year. It's kind of hard to to tell anybody that, okay, they're going to play this, this team close or they're going to completely blow out this team because they've been able to win in, like, a multitude of ways. Um, that's, that's what makes them so great, in my opinion. But uh, Hopkins, they, you know, like, Ten years ago, this would have been, you know, a potential classic matchup. But but this year and and within the past couple of years, this is just sort of those games that I'm like kind of looking past. And, and it's sad to say that, but it's just the, the reality. And luckily, it's a good thing for college across to have that. Yeah, no, I, I I tend to agree with you guys in the fact that it is, um, you know, definitely not going to be as marquee of a matchup as usual. Um, I just feel like Hopkins is going to get up for this game, though. I think the plus eight and a half is too much. I actually like it. Um, listen, if Mar- Maryland's going to win this game, um, I'd be shocked if they don't win this game. But if they come away with a five, six goal victory, like they're going to be pretty, pretty set. I think this is the week we get a backdoor cover. I think Maryland gets off to a pretty large lead and then kind of coast to this game. I know I'm saying that, and they haven't really coasted through any games. You look at last week, you know, they put up too late against Ohio State, but. Um, I don't know. I really like it. This plus eight and a half. If I get a nine and a half, I'm definitely jumping on it. I have a half unit on the plus eight and a half right now, just because I, I just think this spreads too high. I think this is going to be geared towards more low scoring. I know Maryland can put up points, but gearing towards low scoring, they're going to have to, you know, win by nine to cover this spread. That's a lot. Um, even for a team like Maryland, that's 
in my opinion, the best team we've seen, uh, the most dominant team we've seen since 06 Virginia. Um, but that's kind of where I'm leaning towards this. Charlie, you feel the same way? Yeah, this game's kind of a tale of two sides because you have the numbers side, which uh, I've done some research, and uh, Hopkins actually plays pretty well at home this year. They're 5-1 straight up at home, and they've won some games they probably shouldn't have. They beat Jacksonville in this season. They beat Syracuse, Michigan, Loyola. Not saying those are any like world-beating teams, but they've been they played a lot better than I think the consensus about them this year has been at home. Um, in the last five matchups that Maryland and Hopkins have played, although different teams in the last five years, there's been no margin of victory greater than eight. Um, so all the stats really kind of point to taking Hopkins eight and a half at plus money at home. But the other side of this is. You're going against Maryland. I've had a rough time fading Maryland in these large spread spots throughout the year. I think there were six and a half on my book uh, favorites against Rutgers. And I'm like, oh, that should be an easy bet. No, nope, wasn't at all. So I'm personally not a fan of fading Maryland just because of how good they are and how pretty bad Hopkins can look at times. But if I had to play one thing, it's I'd say Hopkins plus eight and a half. It's a rivalry game. I think that Hopkins is going to get up for it, even though they got nothing to play for. All right, yeah. So tend to agree with me. I'm the only one, though, you know, bold enough, I guess, to, to bet it. Um, it might be a mistake because Maryland's looked great. I just think that at the end of the day, this game, even if it gets out of hand a little bit, you don't think I don't think Hopkins is going to quit. They're going to want to get that band to continue to to play that annoying song whenever they score. Um, so I'm expecting it to be enough to cover this eight and a half point spread. Could be wrong. We'll see. Um, before we get to Army Navy, Maryland is now minus 105 on DraftKings, at least for New Jersey. If you're in another state, it might be a little bit better odds. Um, that's because I'm not in New Jersey. You don't get Rutgers and a few other like Princeton, other New Jersey teams. But uh, minus 105 now for a future on Maryland. I know we talked about at nauseum last week how there's really no value in placing a future on Maryland right now. Um, I definitely think there isn't really now that it's minus 105, but um, just wanted to point that out there just because it is it is very interesting that we haven't even reached tournament time and there's already a team favored so heavily. And the next favorite right after them is Georgetown at plus 750. So, you know, Maryland isn't a class of their own um i might be talking out of one side of my mouth now after just saying i'm gonna you know take uh the team <laughs> that they're facing against the spread but interesting point there with maryland now as minus 105 uh on the the future odds market um now we go to army navy um i'm in the army reserve so i am rooting for army in this one um not gonna bet them though because i think Money line, there's no value, and the spread is too big. Going up against my my dad actually went to Navy, so a little rivalry, a little family rivalry there. But this is my game I'm looking forward to uh, this weekend. I'll give my play a little bit later, but we'll start with you, Justin. Thoughts on this game? Are you taking a side? You know, right now Army's plus four or Army is minus four and a half against Navy, so Navy getting the plus four and a half. Um, you know, and these games tend to be close. Do you think they can cover that spread, or uh, do you think you're you're laying off the the sides here? You know, with the, when it comes to the side, I do think Army can cover that, and I think they can maybe cover that quite comfortably, to be honest with you, especially after that performance that they had up in Ithaca against Cornell last week. Putting up 17 goals against a, a, a solid Ivy League team is, is pretty impressive, and I've watched this this Army team the entire year, and, and honestly, I, I think they're kind of a dark horse heading into this uh, the second half of the year. I think they can really make something – 
happen here in the tournament because I'm pretty sure they'll they'll be able to to step their way in with a a ten and two record. So um, I, I think they're going to be a high powered offense. I think they're going to look to score a lot of goals and and kind of put Navy in some fits. I've watched Navy quite a bit this year as well. I saw them struggle against BU's offense, and I think maybe that'll kind of build over. And I, I just think this this Army team is too talented for Navy, to be honest with you. Like, I got a lot of respect for Joe Amplo and, and the talent that they have over there, but uh, this this Army team is something to be reckoned with. What about you, Charlie? Uh, what are you, what's your assessment of this Army-Navy game? I think the under is just pretty obvious. Uh, this game total the last five years has averaged 16.8 average goals scored. No team scored more than 11 goals. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty low scoring, but that also – fact that I think it's going to go under scares me a little bit off taking Army minus four and a half. Um, I wouldn't play Navy plus four and a half just because the discrepancy in talent between both these teams are so crazy this year. But um, it's worth noting that Army against Patriot League opponents this year has not been very great, uh, if you want to say that. They beat Colgate by two, Bucknell by one, Loyola by two, Lehigh they lost by one. Their only real big wins uh, in the Patriot League have been against Holy Cross and Lafayette, where they beat both those teams by six. And I don't remember, but I think Lafayette minus four and a half favorites they covered. But Holy Cross was probably at least eight and a half point favorites. So they haven't been doing too well uh, covering against Patriot League opponents. So I think this game, rivalry game with Army-Navy, obviously, a lot of uh, anticipation going into that. Four and a half is going to be a, hot, a hard number for them to cover, especially with a low-scoring game like we expect it to be. So... I'm staying away from a side. I'm taking the under and not thinking twice about it. Yeah, I got burned on an Army minus three and a half to start the season when they were playing UMass. So I don't like Army laying a ton, even after that performance against Cornell uh, last week. What are your thoughts on this game, Brian? Uh, I'm ultra conflicted. I think Charlie and Justin both brought up awesome points for both sides of the spread. So that means I don't want to touch the spread at all. Uh, I liked the total a lot more when it was 24 and a half. And I'm obviously a lot of other people did too, because now it's 23 and a half and I'm lukewarm on that number. Uh, but Hutton, I'm sure you'll, the stats that you have will, uh, probably convince me to take it by game time. We'll move to our favorite bets for NCAA now because my favorite bet is the under 23 and a half. I liked it at under 24 and a half, which I jumped on early. Still like it at 23 and a half. Listen, nothing more American than betting an under in a service academy game, whether it's football, whether it's lacrosse. These service academies love to play grinded out games, especially in rivalry games. The average total during the 22 game span since we last saw a total go over 24 and a half goals is 17.4 goals. Obviously shot clock era speeds things up a little bit during the two games in the shot clock era. The average total was still 15 goals. Like these games are low scoring. I don't like using history as an indicator, but for army Navy, I kind of make an exception because these teams play each other so close. Um, I think army has the firepower to get this win easily, but I think this game is still going to be grinded out. I like the under 23 and a half. I'd probably still play 22 and a half, but I would definitely get in as soon as possible. If you like the under, because it's only going to drop uh, probably more come game time. If it does drop another point. So happy I'm holding on to 24 and a half, but uh, yeah, I, I love this under um, interesting enough. 
to you know some of you guys' points, Army is 13th in pace, so they do play fast. Uh, one of the fastest teams in NCAA lacrosse. Navy, on the flip side, is 50th in pace, so they play low scoring now. Given that Army is probably a better team, um, you know they'll probably dictate the pace a little bit more than Navy will here. But I still like this under to go under 23 and a half. So that is my favorite bet of the week. Uh, Dan, although he couldn't join us, has his favorite bet. So I'm going to give that out as well. He likes uh, in the Monmouth-Manhattan game over 16 and a half. Uh, this is a really low total. I can't bet this in New Jersey, but you guys have any thoughts on this, uh, him going over 16 and a half as his favorite bet? Um, are you guys going to ride uh, and tail him at all in this one? That number stresses me out because a couple weeks ago I had the uh, UMBC Vermont over 20 and a half, and half of the reason I took it was because of how low of a number it was. And then U- UMBC got shut out for three quarters and then the under hit. So uh, I I don't know. I'm giving this number the side eye, even though I'm sure the over is going to hit. Uh, some catastrophe could happen in it and the under hits. And then I I don't know what I would do. I'd be beside myself. So I, I think I want to stay away. The number is like so attractive. It's scary. <laughs> Justin, Charlie, you agree? What are you guys' thoughts on Dan's favorite play? I like it just because it is 16. Like, something's got to give. But like you're saying, I expect at least can – I, can I get – you know, I've always been coached when it comes to lacrosse. Like, it's it's the race to 12 goals. Like, if you get 12 goals, you really got a shot at winning. Can one of these teams get the, the 12 goals? I hope so, right? Like, it's called lacrosse. Like, we know some of these teams have talent. So, you hope that at least one team can get to – to 12 goals and maybe the other team can cover the rest. So I, I like it. I, I definitely want to take a stab at it. We got Krebs uh, who's um, in goal for Manhattan. He's a pretty good goalie. So I guess that's why, you know, they're pricing this so low, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't take a flyer on it, but I probably would too, just because it is 16 and a half. Like I said, you could get this at halftime. Um, and uh, now as I'm saying that, we're going to get a 12-4 game uh, probably, and poor Dan is going to lose his bet. But uh, that is his favorite bet of the week, a numbers play there. Um, we'll go to you, Charlie. What's your favorite bet for this week for NCAA? Uh, I actually have two that I like a lot, um, but I'll give out one real quick. I like Bucknell minus four and a half versus Lafayette. Um, Lafayette and their Patriot League losses this year, average margin of six goals. And that's against all teams they've played, like BU, Loyola, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in their series history, Bucknell has kind of owned Lafayette. I know they're two different teams this year, but Bucknell won 14-6 last year, uh, 2019-17-4, 15-6, 11-7, 14-7. They've covered minus four and a half in all but one of those games. In that one game they didn't, they won by four. Their average margin of victory is 8.2 goals. And Bucknell in 2022 is a lot, is a much of a better team than their losses or their record suggests. They have uh, four combined losses and total loss, like their total margin of loss in all four of those games is 11 goals. So they've been playing good teams like pretty close. So I think that Vegas, uh, whoever's sitting the lines, kind of thinks that Bucknell is just the same old Bucknell. They've played a lot better this year than they are. I don't think Lafayette's anything to brag about. So. I'm going to take the minus four and a half and uh, be happy about it. No, I like that. And you have another play too, that I actually uh, got in as well. It's not my um, favorite bet, but you want to tell people what you you like uh, in this Brown Cornell game. 
Yeah, so obviously being from Rhode Island, Brown's probably my favorite team um, in Rhode Island for lacrosse right now. So I'm kind of riding their their wagon right now. But uh, the reason I'm, I like this bet is a lot is because both these teams, realistically, whoever loses this game is going to have a long shot to get into the NCAA tournament because I don't think the Ivy League's going to give out six bids. So I just, I'm just taking the number here because Cornell's one and three against the spread versus Ivy League this year. They have two one goal wins. Um, both teams are fighting for a postseason berth, so it should be a dogfight regardless. And uh, on the flip side, Brown has covered three out of four times against Ivy League opponents this year, and they have two straight-up wins as underdogs. So I think that you're getting a good amount of value on Brown here. I think the line was minus 140 for plus 2.5, uh, so it might move to 1.5. I still like it at that. But either way, I, I think it's going to be a really close game. Cornell has shown that they like to play in close games to Ivy League play this year, so... I think regardless of who wins, Brown's going to cover the spread. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, Brown, plus two and a half. I've been avoiding the Ivy League like the play because I just can't get a read. I'm starting to feel like I have a better read, and I, I really like Brown in an underdog spot, especially when they're getting two and a half. I, the Ivy League to me is almost like, you know, setting pro lines like every game seems to be you know one and a half point spread and when you get that two and a half you you feel like you have to take it especially for a team like brown that um you know i think the only reason that they're uh you know underdogs in this game is just because maybe they, they have a worse record than cornell you know i think cornell um has looked really great in a lot of their games as well but um i think they're mortal and uh i like brown plus two and a half as well um and like you said yeah it is minus 140 so you have to lay a little bit but if you like that two and a half get in and on it now because it'll probably won't be there come game time if it if it does move at all um so yeah if you like that get on that now justin you talked about your favorite bet a little bit earlier but drive it home with this what's your favorite bet for this week yeah we're rolling with well Ohio state minus two and a half and i also just want to put this out there i'm on the over when it comes to army navy i think we're going to get some goals i know i'm the, the contrarian of this group but uh i'll take it i'll be the lone soldier on that one but, yeah, I think the Buckeyes are just going to overpower of, uh, the Wolverines. I, I've looked at some stats earlier. And, and Ohio State's just stronger in every single phase when it comes to face-offs, taking advantage of man-up and man-down opportunities, clearing everything, the little things that get you to win lacrosse games. Ohio State does very well. So I think that that's going to give them a, a pretty solid edge over Michigan. And like we were saying, like Michigan's on a cold streak right now, and and Ohio State's playing for uh, for an opportunity. So I'm going to roll with the Buckeyes. All right, I like your Ohio State play. I don't like your over, but you avoided the jinx, the the full clean sweep jinx. So you know, maybe you're doing us a favor, even if I think you're wrong. Um, I hope we have a low-scoring, grinded-out Army-Navy game that goes under. But um, I like you being, you know, putting yourself out there being contrarian because I probably am on the public side in terms of this under. Brian? Wrap us up with NCAA lacrosse best bets. What's your favorite bet this week for NCAA? So one thing we haven't really talked about on the show much this season is Richmond, and they're playing high point this week. And those two teams are wildly similar, so the line is really close at 1.5. And I really like Richmond at minus 1.5, given the price of plus 115. Uh, the teams are super similar. If you look at their schedule, they played the same teams, a lot of the same teams really close and lost. Uh, regardless of the rank. And uh, the one thing that's swinging me to Richmond's side is the fact that they do actually have a quality win where High Point doesn't. It is only one quality win. It's also against Virginia. But the fact that Richmond showed that they could show up against a better team than them 
shifts my opinion in their direction just enough where I think that they could get a two goal win uh, over high point, but I think it is going to be a close game. It could even end up being a backdoor cover, but a plus one fifteen, I think it's a pretty good price that allows for uh, the close game that I expect this to be. Uh, and if you're, and if you don't like taking the points there, I still, I'm still leaning Richmond in the money line for them is only at minus one thirty. So I, I feel like that's a good bet. It's going to be a competitive uh, and enjoyable game to watch, but I, I really think Richmond, especially in crunch time leading up to the conference tournament, is gonna is gonna outplay High Point. Yeah, no, I, I like that play um, as well. Uh, Richmond, obviously, Ryan Lanchbury, Georgia Swarm draft pick, playing really, really well this season. Let's go to NLL now. Uh, only four games on the slate. Uh, we will toot our own horn a little bit. Last week, we were two and zero on our pro lacrosse bets. Uh, we had the Riptide Nighthawks over, and we had the Thunderbirds Rock under. Um, Thunderbirds Rock was 22 and a half. Uh, Riptide Nighthawks was 20, uh, 21 and a half. Both scores were 15 to seven. We hit both of those by half a point. So both were sweats. I thought there was no shot that this Thunderbirds Rock game was going to fall under the way it started. Uh, but it did. It was miraculous. Uh, but Brian, any thoughts on last weekend and kind of looking ahead to this, uh, the four game slate in the NLL? Any, any thoughts on NLL this week? Last week was real stressful, like you were saying. So I'm, I'm happy that this week doesn't feel as stressful. Uh, there's not as big of a selection, uh, so I don't think we need to force picks. But I, surprisingly, I like the board more this week than last week, even though I thought we had really good reason plays, but every play we put out ended up being a ridiculous sweat. I put my phone away. I was only checking the score for the Thunderbirds Rock game. I put the phone away at halftime and checked at the end of the night. And I actually texted like our group, and I was just like, is this 15-7 score real or is the NLL site wrong? Like I was in so disbelief. So happy, I'm happy they cash, but I'm happy for I'm happy for a short week for the NLL because the NLL has been a lot to take in over the past few weeks. So I'm happy to get like a nice, not a bye week, but like kind of a little bit of a break week leading into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And uh, not many uh, games have major playoff implications. Probably the one that has the most is Panther City versus Swarm. Panther City still has a shot. Um, they've just been phenomenal lately. I think uh, Coach Tracy Koloski should win Coach of the Year just based on what he's been able to do for a team, let alone an expansion team um, this year that uh, started out with only, I think they were 1-8 and eight at one point. Now to be potentially in a playoff spot, you know, it's still a long shot. Um, you know, kudos to them for what they've done. Uh, I like the over in this game. It's the lowest total of the week, 21.5, Panther City versus Georgia Swarm. So I'm taking the over. That's my favorite bet. Um, really not much that I do like on this board, but, uh, that's one that I do like. Um, and if you want a future that I like, even though I'm only putting a little bit on it, I put a, a quarter unit on, uh, roughnecks They're 5,000 when I last checked, I don't know if they are today, uh, to win the championship. Do I think the roughnecks are going to win the championship? I think it's a long shot, but they've been playing really, really well this, uh, this last three, four weeks, you could say they've been the hottest team so far in the last couple of weeks. Um, they've clinched a playoff spot. And uh, right now on uh, BetMGM, they're plus 5,000. They're, they're behind some teams that are still fighting for a playoff spot. So if you want a team that's actually going to make sure, you know, you know they're going to make the playoffs, they're one I would maybe take a flyer on, even if it's just a small, small, small play. But uh, what's your favorite bet for this week, Brian? Uh, before I give uh, my favorite bet, I do I have some, like, good numbers to back up your over 21 and a half because I'm tailing that play. Uh, both teams are, are over 60% for the over on the season. Um, the swarm have hit like every over at this line all season, uh, Panther city, they're, they're like, uh, I think two and three at this line, but 
really, as long as Panther City shows up, I don't see a universe where this over doesn't hit. Um, so it's really that bet is almost entirely dependent on on them showing up to win, and I think that they have to, um, because both teams are kind of vying for wild card spot, the the wild card spot. Because uh, if Swarm win, it's kind of up in the air whether or not the Wings can catch up. But if Panther City wins, it kind of gets really, really murky and and really dependent on the outcomes of the games in the final week. So so both of these teams, I think, are going to show up uh, and put up a lot of points like they have over the course of the season. Um, but from for my bet, besides that one, uh, I, I really like Seals minus one and a half. Uh, versus the rush it's it's plus 120 right now and it's at that price for a good reason technically speaking this is probably a bad bet the seals have played the rush twice already and they've in both the contests they've won that game by one goal so of course we're getting the minus one and a half line and i'm kind of i'm kind of doing the monte carlo fallacy thing where i'm like well th- this has happened twice so it's not going to happen a third time which is totally like not valid logic when placing plays but the seals haven't won a game for a month straight and Going into the playoffs, they really need to just kind of smack somebody across the face. And I think the Rush is the opponent that they could do that to. I think the Rush don't have as much to play for. Um, so I think I think uh, the Seals really need to take an opportunity against a team that's been weaker this season and, and show themselves in the league that they're going to be a force going into the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I like this play a lot, especially, you know, at plus 120. I feel like, you know, that's – that's nice. I mean, you know, maybe they're baiting us a little bit, but um, you know, I will say the rush have played well since they made a coaching change a couple weeks ago. Um, Jimmy Quinlan, who was their offensive coach along with Derek Keenan have uh, helmed them for the past couple weeks and they've been playing a little bit better, but I agree with you. The seals are due. I mean, they haven't won in a month. Um, they really need to get right, you know, before the playoffs. And I, I like you said, I think this is the team to do it. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I like them at minus one and a half as well. Now, if you're a little bit, you know, adverse to that, you could probably take them on the money line. Let me see what they are on the money line. They're uh, they're minus one forty five on the money line. So, you know, if you want to bet this game and you're like, I don't want them laying the points, I think they'll still win based on what I saw last. You could, you know, lay a little bit of juice on that and get them on the money line at minus one forty five as well. But uh, those are our favorite NLL plays of the week. Uh, Justin, Charlie, Brian, thanks again for joining me. Dan will be back next week as well. So if you didn't enjoy me as host, no worries. Dan will be back shortly as well. If you didn't join me, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you guys should uh, check me out on Pro Lacrosse Talk. Got a good interview with uh, Kyle Jackson that came out last week. And we also have an interview with uh, Dehokan Anacoke coming out soon as well. So teaser there for that one. But appreciate you guys all listening. For Justin Byers, for Charlie White, for Brian Andrews, I'm Hutton Jackson. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bet on Lacrosse.